It's time for Atomic Monsoon with your hosts, Psycho Andy. And the internet went, ah, Josh. That opens up a lot of possibilities in the future. (laughs) Just got me excited here. And Jedi Stephanie. They get like a staff and they try to bring him back with it and they only bring back his lower half. And now it's Atomic Monsoon. Hey, what happened to the monsoon? Uh, I know. I know. It was so <laughs> nice. We had some rain. It, there was a rainbow this morning when I took the dog out for a walk. And now it's just bright and sunny again. Well, at least we have this atomic monsoon. Hey. Hey. <laughs> can't see it, but I'm pointing at the microphone at you. So am I. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> hey, everybody. With the, with the Fawn's hands, everything. <laughs> yeah. It's atomic monsoon. That's where we are. Mm-hmm. I hope you like the music by Def M Records. That's right. That's right. The Def M Records All-Stars did our music. You can head over to defmrecords.bandcamp.com and uh, support our friends that make some some fun music for us. I love how you said .bandcamp.com. <laughs> like you put emphasis on Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, so I guess what happened was, is uh, some pull back the curtains a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. The the company they were using to host uh, defmrecords.com has been having some troubles. Oh, so, okay. but defmrecords.com just redirected to the Bandcamp site, anyways. Okay. So you can still go to defmrecords.bandcamp.com and find some wonderful music. Love it. <laughs> yeah. We should get them on and do a crossover. We Speaking should. of crossovers. They're the coolest set of episodes you ever watch sometimes <laughs> in your life. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. 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 Other times they are completely forgettable. And what am I even doing with my life? Mm-hmm. But today we're talking about our favorite crossovers. Our favorite crossover. Oh, okay. Well, well, I guess I should take out all the bad ones then. <laughs> we'll give you that favorite crossovers, but the ones that we remember and enjoy the most. <laughs> That's fair. That's so. fair. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, a crossover is when you're watching one show and then characters from another show appear on that show. Yep. Um, For example, we we made reference recently. uh, I don't think you're going to talk about this one, Stephanie, but we made reference to the fact that the Uncle Grandpa characters appeared on an episode of Steven Universe. Yep. uh, In what is maybe the most disappointing crossover I've ever seen. Yep. Um, Listen, both shows are great. Uh, I'm sure. Steven Universe is great. I'm sure Uncle Grandpa's great if you're into that sense of humor. I'm not. So it was just weird. It was just weird. Yeah. Also, updated my Steven Universe stuff, guys. I finished it. It was great. I cried. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The end of that show will... Uh, boy, especially that whole that whole last season there. Yeah. The last oh. season's great. Yeah. Yeah. But boy, do you feel bad watching it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So... But yes, crossover episodes for TV shows. Yes. So I have a couple of honorable mentions. You mentioned you had an honorable mention. I have I have two. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. One of which is Transformers based, of course. And the other is historically accurate, uh, historically important for today. Interesting. Yes. Mine are definitely neither of those things. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So I'll uh, I'll throw it to you first, Andy. What's one of your honorable mentions? Okay, so because today is August twenty eighth, yes. uh, two thousand twenty, when we're recording this, mm-hmm. um, it turns out August twenty eighth was the debut of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers television show. Ah, yeah, one of those things I didn't know, but it came up on my Facebook timeline today, and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's that show's twenty seven years old now. Crazy. Anyways, anyway, uh, there was a, a Power Rangers in Space episode, which is season seven i want to say maybe season six Mm -hmm. i'd have to i'd have to go back and count um it's the end of the zordon era of power rangers um which is not important unless you're a power rangers fan but there there is one episode of this show that has a crossover that we would have loved in 1993 when power rangers started and by the time this episode happened uh both franchises had kind of gone past their expiration date Mm. and that was an episode, uh, it was a two-part episode, actually, where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles met the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. 
uh, in space. <laughs> in space. That's right. In it space. wasn't the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, not a ton to say here, but Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles together is kind of a natural fit. Hmm. And um, at this point, this was as they were building up hype for the new live action Ninja Turtles show that was coming out called Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation, which is a terrible show. Um, and I don't just say that because it's the Ninja Turtle show that's not the one I grew up with. Like, I like most of the Ninja Turtle stuff that's come out. Mm-hmm. But Next Mutation is the one where I'm like, man, I just, it's on Netflix and I can't get through a single episode. Oh, geez. <laughs> and not I can't get through the first episode. I can't get through any episode that I try watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, this Power Rangers two-parter is not a great set of episodes either, which is also on Netflix, incidentally. <laughs> um, uh, but it's better than any other episode of Ninja Turtles and Expectation. <laughs> so, so Fair there. enough. <laughs> but, but getting Turtles and Power Rangers together was super cool. Um, and there's a comic series that uh, was delayed because of the pandemic, but should be finishing up by the end of the year with a trade paperback coming out pretty mm-hmm. soon. Okay. Uh, uh, that is the classic Turtles and the Mighty Morphin original Power Rangers, uh, what we wanted in the first place. So, okay. you That's know, cool. yeah, it took them 20 something years, but they're making up for it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. How about you, Seth? What's uh, another one of your honorable mentions or wh- what is your first honorable mention? <laughs> so uh, my first honorable mention, just because you mentioned like Power Rangers and everything, that, that was a live action uh, show. Yes. And I think all, everything else I have listed is animated. Um, Me too. Th- yeah. <laughs> This one, uh, this honorable mention crossover was probably the biggest crossover to hit Disney Channel in the early 2000s. Interesting. I have no idea what this could be. Um, so, this, so imagine what would happen if you took the three biggest shows on Disney Channel and you said, hey, what happens if they all came together and did a crossover Those episode? Early 2000s, the three biggest shows on Disney Channel. Early to mid, early to mid. I'm going to guess, is this even Stevens, That's So Raven, and Lizzie McGuire? You got one of the shows right. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, The actual crossover has a name. Uh, It is called That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. Oh, okay. This is a couple. (laughs) Yep, yep. If I I had gone a couple years later, I would have had it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, pretty much it's exactly like that. It starts with a That's So Raven episode mm-hmm. where Raven is, uh, I think there's a fashion show at the Tipton Hotel, which is where Sweet Life of Zack and Cody take place. And she wants to go and she goes to it. And then the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody episode is them helping Raven. Okay. And then Hannah Montana shows up at the end. And then the huh. Hannah Montana episode is her trying to have this show or this like the stay at the Tipton, but everyone else is like trying to help her too. And it's just like, it's all this chaos and this craziness. And it was like the biggest thing to hit Disney channel. And like any kid, my age, mainly I was, I would say mainly female, but pretty much a lot of kids, my age, if you ask yeah. them, if you ever seen that, so sweet life in Hannah Montana, they'll go, Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it, awesome. I think it's on Disney plus it might be separated by the series though. Right. Right, you'd, but, like you'd have to go find the That's So Raven episode. You'd have to go find the Sweet Life episode, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, I think that, but the thing is, though, they normally have always released it as the crossover. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it was so big that they made a second one. But because That's So Raven was over and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was now on a cruise ship, um, they made it Wizards on Deck with Hannah Montana. <laughs> okay. With the, the Wizards of Waverly Place show? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fun. Yeah. And that was, it, it was such a fun episode growing up as a kid and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So that was, that's one of my enjoyed crossovers. So what's yeah. another one of your honorable mentions? So my other honorable mention uh, is not a true crossover, which is why I didn't want to make it one of my, my feature events. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is the character Hector Ramirez. And Mm -hmm. Hector Ramirez is a news reporter that's totally not based on Geraldo Rivera, you guys. Hector Ramirez, Geraldo Rivera. They don't even sound alike. Mm -mm. No. Different guys. Totally different guys. They don't have the same haircut or mustache or anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, uh, (laughs) so Hector Ramirez was created for um, the G.I. Joe episode, 20 Questions. And that episode is 
you know, not Geraldo Rivera mm-hmm. at all, interviewing mm-hmm. Cobra Commander and asking him why people should trust Cobra and hate G.I. Joe, right? You know, the opposite of, of what you would actually expect. Yeah. Um, and later, there was an episode where they needed uh, a big info dump for a, a previously on, like it was a two-parter, right? So mm-hmm. the, the previously on was Hector Ramirez giving a news report about what happened on the previous episode. And then later that year, there was a Transformers episode where they also needed to give a big info dump. And it happened to be uh, the writer of that episode was also the guy that wrote the Hector Ramirez G.I. Joe episodes because the same people worked on both shows. Mm -hmm. And so he thought, well, what if I just had Hector Ramirez show up on this episode of Transformers? (laughs) And so the news reporter giving the info dump on Transformers was Hector Ramirez. And then... Uh, like a year later, he was writing an episode of Gem and the Holograms because the same people worked on Gem and the Holograms. Mm-hmm. And he had Hector Ramirez uh, giving, it was either giving a news report or hosting a telethon or, or like, Something. I don't remember exactly the details, but like he was there too. Um, and then like a couple years later, they were doing a show called Inhumanoids, which was about eldritch monsters that came up from under the ground uh, in the far sci-fi future and everything was terrible. Um, it's maybe the scariest kid show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 13 episodes are very serialized. Um, but Hector Ramirez was the reporter on that show. And so as a result of that, we can infer that G.I. Joe, Transformers, Inhumanoids, and Gem and the Holograms all take place in the same world because they all have the same news reporter. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, you know, to tie that in a little further, uh, there is an episode in season three of Transformers called Only Human, where a character named Old Snake appears. And at the end of the episode, he starts to yell Cobra really loud and then starts going into a hacking fit. And, uh, you know, it's 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 totally Cobra Commander. So in case you're wondering, yeah, G.I. Joe and Transformers absolutely take place in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's kind of a fun like, OK, it's not a real crossover, but it's a it's, nice. It, yeah, it was a nice nod to like, no, no, we know. We know. <laughs> We, we know you're, yeah, we know you're watching both of these. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Um, so my other, my other honorable mention, mm-hmm. um, this was also another kind of big one that hit the kid universe. Uh, and this was on Nickelodeon. Okay. Uh, I have no idea where it's streaming now, so I can't, I have no clue. Yeah. Um, Nickelodeon stuff streaming is so quite like Nickelodeon releases at all or super yeah. questionable. Like so. I can tell you where one of the shows is streaming. I can't tell you where the other one is. That's the issue. Okay. Um but so this crossover was called the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Oh I remember that. Yep. Where the characters from Jimmy Neutron and the characters from Fairly Odd Parents came together and they created not only one episode. No 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 they created three. <laughs> <laughs> it was a trilogy. <laughs> Wow, um, and pretty much like it, it was it didn't get it didn't reach true crossover like level in the sense of like ca- like multiple characters from each world interacting with each other, mm-hmm. um, because in like the first uh the first one, Jimmy and Timmy get pretty much swapped in universes and in animation, which is really funky to see them in like different animation styles. Oh sure, right, because uh. uh... Fairly Odd Parents was traditionally animated, but Jimmy Neutron was CGI. Yep. Yeah. So they end up getting flipped in that style, and it's just watching like Jimmy Neutron running around in a world of magic and going, "This isn't real. Magic's not real. This is all holograms and science." <laughs> <laughs> and watching Timmy Turner run around in Jimmy Neutron's world and having like um, Carl and Sheen going, "You're not Jimmy," and like bring him back and. Then, uh, what's her name? Cindy crushing on him and he's like all popular and it's like the weirdest thing. <laughs> but, um, nice. but th- th- there are three great episodes. They do a really good job of kind of bringing everything together, um, to give you the, the first one is just called the Jimmy Timmy Power, but to give you the names to the other two, uh, the second one is Jimmy Timmy Power Hour 2, When Nerds Collide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the third one is The Jerkinators. Okay. There you go. Yep. (laughs) So that's uh, that's the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, folks. (laughs) Goodbye. Uh, No, it it was really good and it's really entertaining, especially if you liked those shows growing up as a kid. 
Um, but you know, they the first one is definitely the one everyone remembers. The second and third one, everyone forgets that they had them, but they they're there and they're good. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just occurred to me, and I don't know why neither of us thought of this beforehand, probably because neither of us are keeping up with the shows anymore. Um, but the CW's DC Comics shows have been doing crossovers every year since The Flash started. Oh, yeah. No, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't watch them. <laughs> yeah. Josh would be super mad at, us, mad at us for not bringing that up sooner if he uh, if he was able to be here today. <laughs> yeah, that would have been his pick. He would have brought up the crossover of the of the DC stuff. I feel bad. I still need to go watch all that, but it's just. Uh, I didn't bring it up because I haven't watched it. You know, there's so much of it now that it's mm-hmm. it's there's too much to get caught up on. Yeah. You know, uh, once once you fall behind by a season, it's like, well, uh, you have four seasons of shows to get caught up on now. So it's yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm it's awesome. I'm super happy for all their success. But it does mean that, like, well, I can't just go get caught up on one of them because I'm going to get to that episode where I need to know what happens on all the shows. Anyways, yep. that's fine. It's great that they're doing it. And the yes. um, Crisis on Infinite Earths when they did this this past year where they mm-hmm. got as many people from as many different DC live action projects to to show up. Um, mm-hmm. Super fun. I'm, I'm really glad that that was able to happen. Yes. So, yeah. So. All right. Well, those are our honorable mentions. So, Andy, yeah. what is one of the crossovers that you wanted to do a deep dive into? Okay. Okay. So here's the thing about me. I am not the world's biggest fan of either of these franchises. Um, I don't I don't hate Scooby-Doo by any means. I, I actually rather like the concept a lot. But at this point, uh, being in my late 30s, I have seen so much Scooby-Doo that I'm just kind of done. Right. Like. If I could take a break from Scooby-Doo for like a decade and not watch any of it, I'd, I'd be OK with that. And then I would probably love it a lot when I came back. Anyway, Scooby-Doo is great, but. I've seen a bunch of it. Um, and in, geez, the early, so Scooby-Doo started in like the, the late sixties. Yep. Um, and in, I want to say 1972, they rebooted it as the new Scooby-Doo movies. Yep. And that whole series was all crossovers, right? It was Scooby-Doo yeah. meets the Adams family. Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Scooby-Doo meets, uh, uh, yeah, that's the one. i'm also not the world's biggest batman fan i like batman i like the concept of of you know uh the the kid whose parents die and he wants to go out there and stop that from happening to anybody else i think that's Mm -hmm. great i don't like the dark and gritty batman that's taken over since effectively 1986 Mm -hmm. um i like old light gray and and you know bright blue batman Adam West when, Batman. Yeah, yeah. And I like the animated series a whole bunch. I, I you know, that's that's definitely I mean, that's the DC universe to me, is is that slate of uh Bruce Tim and, and uh company TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um but this was a one of the VHSs that I had as a kid. Um I haven't watched it in years. I I um honestly kind of forgot it existed until last night. <laughs> and uh I, I really should have taken the time to to track a copy down online or, or whatever, but it wasn't like on YouTube. So I was like, all right, well, I've seen it enough. But yeah, so there's an episode of the new Scooby-Doo movies um, and I'm looking at the Scooby-Pedia right now. And it was episode two of that season, actually, which I didn't realize. Um, and and yeah, the, the mystery, the mystery Inc. gang are going to a mystery club convention and they get attacked by the Joker and the Penguin. And, uh, uh, yeah, so Batman and Robin show up and, and hijinks ensue. And, and, um, you know, like I said, I haven't watched this in, in a while, but I remember a few moments from it. Um, one of which includes the mystery machine or the Batmobile. One of the cars driving through a giant log. Oh, uh, yes. And I want to say the Joker's dressed up like a troll standing on the other end. He just goes, blah, 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 blah. And then somehow they managed to like turn the log around while the car is still driving. And so it just drives <laughs> back to the Joker dressed up as the, as the troll yep. uh, or goblin or, or whatever it is he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it was, I remember it being super fun. Um, mm-hmm. I probably, I, I probably still enjoy it now. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> 
And it's fun because like Casey Kasem is the voice of both Robin and Shaggy. Yep. So right, because uh, Super Friends was going on at this time, and so it was like, well, yeah, like we only have to bring in the guy that voices Batman, and I guess the Joker and Penguin, but they were probably also you know part of the Hanna Barbera voice crew. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It, it was super fun. Um, and it ends with a hot air balloon of Batman catching the Joker and the Penguin. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I remember Batman makes a joke about uh, the clown prince of crime is now the crown prince of climb. <laughs> because yeah. he's trying to trying to get away by, by climbing something. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. It, it's fun. It was a fun episode. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that Scooby-Doo yeah. is kind of like the best example of just crossover in general. It's really true. Yeah. Because they had the new Scooby-Doo movies with all of those just other characters. They had an episode where they hung out with Johnny Bravo. They, right. they had the whole new Supernatural one that just came out recently. They have a whole movie with them in the WWE. I mean... <laughs> I have that movie actually. <laughs> uh, I, in fairness to myself, um, like I, I like pro wrestling and everything, but like mm-hmm. I was not going to buy that. Um, but a friend of mine bought it and gave me her digital code. Oh, so, okay. uh, so I have it. It's in my digital library. Um, I've watched it a couple times. Uh, once upon a time, I ran a a Scooby Doo Tumblr fan page. Um, that was called Sassy Do, and it was just all out of context screenshots from various <laughs> Scooby Doo episodes with the subtitles on. Um, yeah, and a lot of the content came from the the WrestleMania mystery episode um, because that was the one that I had the easiest access to. <laughs> That's time. fantastic. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was a, yeah. that, that was a good choice. I I out of all the Scooby Doo movie episodes, I remember the Batman one the best. So, oh yeah, it's it's the the most remember most memorable one. Um that one in the Harlem Globetrotter one. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I only remember that one cuz I wanted to I was playing basketball at the time and I was like that's so cool. And, okay. Know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh man, apparently there were two Batman episodes. Yep. They did two of them. Oh wow. Okay. Well, then maybe I got some of some of the two of them mixed up in my memory and if I did, uh email me and tell me that I'm wrong. Email us at AtomicMonsoon at gmail.com and just tell us how wrong I am. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome, though. I like that. I like that pick. That was a good pick. Thank you. Thank you. So. so how about you, Steph? What is your, your first main event, uh, or I guess your, your semi-main event pick for your favorite crossover episodes? So uh, I'm going ke- to keep it with the superhero theme. Okay. Um, and this crossover episode is a really interesting one because... This was at the time when Marvel Cinematic Universe was still picking up steam. Okay. And what I mean by that is is that the year before Avengers had just come out. Okay, so we're looking at 2013? Yeah. Okay. Um, Crossover happened in 2013. Go on. I'm fascinated. (laughs) I don't know. I I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I understand. Uh, This isn't... So this is an animated thing. So this is kind of based off of the fact that Disney now was making Marvel animated stuff on Disney XD. Okay. Um, and at the time, the biggest show on Disney was an animated series called Phineas and Ferb. Right. And so Phineas and Ferb in their final season was like, you know what we should do? We should do a crossover episode with Marvel. So they did an episode called Phineas and Ferb Mission Marvel. Wait, what? <laughs> I honestly had no idea that this happened. And if I did have some idea, I have forgotten. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, so this this was like an hour-long episode, uh, kind of like a big special that they did. Um, it was primarily the Phineas and Ferb creators kind of running the whole show, but they brought in the anim- kind of the animation style and the voice actors and obviously the creating crew from uh, I think whatever. Oh, I don't know what the Marvel show it's based on. It probably was Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It might've been that. Because that was the best thing that was going at that time. Ooh, although it may have been the Avengers Assemble cartoon. 
it's one of those. It's one of those two. It's one of those sure. two. Yeah. Um, Both of which so, are on Disney Plus. Uh, listen, if you like the Avengers and you want to just watch a bunch of cool Avengers cartoons, definitely watch Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It's the best overall Marvel Universe cartoon ever. Yeah. Period. The end. The end. end of discussion. Goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah, so they pretty much created this crossover episode, and pretty much how it goes is it starts off like any Phineas and Ferb. Well, it doesn't start off like any Phineas and Ferb episode. It doesn't have the normal intro that Phineas and Ferb has. This one is very much a heavy rock version of the Marvel theme. Okay. Um, but after that, it starts off like any other Phineas and Ferb episode where Phineas, Ferb, and their friends are, you know, they're making the best of their summer vacation, doing things that are awesome, like surfing on asteroids. Okay. With these awesome surfboards and pressure suits that they've created. Uh, and while they're doing that, so Phineas and Ferb, if you haven't seen the show, they have a pet platypus named Perry. Right. Perry is the only thing I know about this show. Yeah. And Perry is also a secret agent. <laughs> right. And so usually whenever the boys do something remotely, you know, in any other like different location, Perry usually ends up in a similar location or somewhere nearby facing off against the evil Dr. Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> I remember so, you telling me about that name and, and I laugh every time. Every yep, time I hear Doofenshmirtz, it's funny. Yep. Yep. So he's pretty much facing off against Doofenshmirtz and while in, in outer space and uh, Doofenshmirtz's satellite space station that he created, um, and he, he, while fighting him, he destroys Doofenshmirtz's power draininator. <laughs> he comes up with the best names for weapons. I'll tell uh -huh. you that. Uh -huh. um, so he hits that and it shoots off one final blast and then it explodes and, you know, Perry saves the day. Yay. But the blast flies all the way back down onto Earth to New York City to where... Iron Man, Spider-Man, the Hulk, and Thor are fighting against Red Skull, Whiplash, Maddox, and Venom. Huh. Yep. <laughs> it's weird that they would put MODOK in an episode of Phineas yeah. and Ferb, of all characters, but sure. MODOK, yeah. I mean, the mental organism designed for only killing? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. But yeah, no, they. Um, those are the characters they chose. That's what they got. Um, but yeah, pretty much the beam flies down and it hits our favorite superheroes and their powers get drained. Now, when I say their powers get drained, let me put this in perspective. The things that get drained from them are like Spider-Man loses his spider abilities. Sure. Like he can't stick to walls. He can't shoot webs, things like that. Hulk, on the other hand, like, you know how he, you know, it's Bruce Banner turning into a big green monster. Right. He doesn't turn back to Bruce Banner and he loses that, you know, that ability. It's more if he loses his his super strength. Okay. And his, like, kind of ability, and just all the abilities he gets as Hulk. Interesting. But still remains the giant green monster that he is, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, Thor loses kind of, like, his godly powers. Um, I think he, he can still use Mjolnir, but Mjolnir is now just a hammer. So Sure, yeah. And then Iron Man, because he doesn't exactly have powers. It's all suit-based, right? It's all suit-based, so he pretty much, his suit pretty much loses all of its power and energy, and he gets trapped in his own super suit. Oh, no! <laughs> so, yeah, that happens. Yeah. Um, and the enemies pretty much, and like, so their enemies pretty much win, and they run off, you know, woo, we're victorious, and run away. Um... And Nick Fury comes in and he's just like, okay, so I figured out what happened and I know who can help you. So he points them. So he says that apparently that the beam bounced off this satellite that is face that, that is shaped like the head of Phineas and Ferb. Uh-huh. Because they have a satellite in space. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it pretty much becomes this whole thing where Phineas and Ferb and their friends have to help Iron Man, Spider-Man, Hulk, and Thor get their powers back while Red Skull and his crew go to investigate who was responsible for that beam so they can take the technology and use it on other heroes. And they end up teaming up with Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Mm -hmm. 
and it just becomes this whole thing where they're where it, it's like the heroes are still trying to fight against the villains but at one point when they get their powers back they get the wrong powers back oh that's fun okay yep so thor sticks to walls and has the spider abilities iron man i think it's thor's abilities so that's nice Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man gets Hulk's abilities. He gets super strong, but Hulk gets Iron Man's abilities. Oh boy! So he's just like, I don't know. He's like, I don't feel any different. I just feel more like thinking intellectually. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's it's just it's absolute chaos. But it's so funny. It's so great. Um, it's got great musical numbers in it. Um, if I recall correctly. I think no, no, that's the movie. Never mind. I was like, I think there's a, I think there's a song with Slash at the end of it, but then I realized, no, wait, that's the movie. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just absolutely chaos. It's so funny. It's so great. Um, it's full of laughter, and it's you know, it makes so many references to not only Marvel, like it has a Stan Lee cameo in it, like any Marvel thing would. Nice. But it also has like this epic ending battle with everybody. Uh, and it's just, I highly recommend it. Um, I would go into more detail, but I feel like you just kind of have to experience it to really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. And that's, that's cool. Um, that makes me kind of want to watch that. And, you know, maybe that could be my introduction to Phineas and Ferb finally. Uh, it is season four. Okay. Episode hold on, 22. Okay. So you're going to okay. have to kind of jump to the final season and find it there. It doesn't spoil anything. Phineas and Ferb isn't really like that. But, I mean, it, it makes a reference to an episode in, like, season one where Phineas and Ferb became this superhero called The Beak. It makes reference to that in the super suit that they made in that episode. Other than that, there's nothing really else there. Okay. So. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So, Andy, what's your next one? <laughs> uh, okay, so my next one is weird. Um... My next one is the saga of the warrior king. And I can guarantee that 99% of our listeners have no idea what this is. I don't know what this is. Yeah. (laughs) So um, in 1996, uh, the USA network on Saturday mornings was running a block called the action extreme team because it was 1996. So, you know, if you wanted to be cool, you had to be extreme. And it was a four show lineup. It was Wing Commander Academy, based mm-hmm. on the Wing Commander computer games, mm-hmm. um, which were space shooters, but they had some cool full motion video uh, cutscenes in them. Um, yeah. and, and Mark Hamill was in that series for at least a couple of the games, I want to say. Love it. Yeah. Um, uh, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, which is, you know, Mortal Kombat, but a cartoon for kids. Mm-hmm. You know, the game where you rip people's heads off and pull their hearts out of their chest but a cartoon for kids so it has none of that Mm -hmm. uh street fighter based on you know the video game street fighter um although working as sort of a pseudo sequel to the movie Mm -hmm. and the savage dragon based on the uh image comic series by eric larson who is still writing and drawing that series to this very day um he's he's got the i think he's like third in record for longest tenured creator-owned comic Mm-hmm. Um, behind Cerebus and Spawn. Like, mm-hmm. so good on him. Anyways, Savage Dragon is a series. Uh, I know this is the one that no one's going to know anything about. Um, it's a series about a, a big, hulking, green skinned guy with a fin on his head called the Dragon who mm-hmm. wakes up one day in Chicago and gets brought in by the Chicago Police Department and joins them as a superhero cop. That's basically all I need to know for this. All um, right. Uh, so the Warrior King, this this was a weird crossover between these four shows that otherwise never like the thing they have in common is they were on the same channel. <laughs> they were part of the same block. All right. Um, so starting with Street Fighter season two, episode nine, which is just called the Warrior King. Um, the episode opens with this big barbarian looking dude with big blonde hair um, voiced by Michael Dorn. You know, Worf from Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of people trying to uh, take his orb of power and his throne. And they chase him off into a portal. Um, or or the, the orb gets knocked into a portal, rather. And he jumps in after it. And the orb lands in front of Bison, the mm-hmm. um, 
superhuman leader of Shadowloo, the bad guys in the Street Fighter show, and he realizes he can use this orb of power to control elements. So he does and starts using it to take over the, you know, to try and take over the world, which is his whole thing. Uh, the Warrior King, meanwhile, falls near Chun-Li, the mm -hmm. strongest woman in the world with all the kicks and, and the, the hair buns and everything. Yeah. And, you know, the two of them basically team up for this episode to try and get the orb of power back. Um, and then at the end, he gets the orb and, and they say goodbye and he goes through a portal. And, you know, you would think, oh, that's cool. He, I don't know who this Warrior King guy is, but that's kind of a fun extra episode. Uh, well, next on Savage Dragon, uh, season two, episode eight called Endgame, the orb of power falls out of a portal in an alley in Chicago and is found by a hobo. Okay. And then the warrior, the warrior King then falls out of the sky and gets arrested by the Savage Dragon because what is this guy that looks like a barbarian doing? And so, yeah, like somehow the Warrior King lost his orb and it fell out and now this this homeless person has it um, and then it's found by the dragon's enemy the fiend and I'm not super familiar with that because I, I haven't read a lot of Savage Dragon and I don't I, I watched a couple episodes of the show mm -hmm. um, anyways yeah so this whole episode turns into the Savage Dragon and the Warrior King are fighting the fiend to try and get the orb back okay and then the orb falls into another portal at the end of this episode uh, then we jump to Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, Season 1, Episode 8, titled Resurrection. Uh, Defenders of the Realm was kind of a sequel to the Mortal Kombat movie, the first one. Okay. Um, it came up between the two of them. It only lasted one season. It's not great. It's it's pretty hokey. Um, but, you know, in 1996, I wanted as much Mortal Kombat as I get my hands on, and this was enough. Sounds uh, about right. Yeah. So at the end of the first Mortal Kombat movie, Shang Tsung, the... Um, the sorcerer gets killed. And so in this episode, at the beginning of it, he's brought back to life. And then the orb of power falls into his hands. And so the whole episode is Shang Tsung trying to, you know, defeat all the heroes using the orb of power. Um, eventually the, the good guys win and Raiden, the thunder God takes the orb and throws it into a, a portal and as he does that, suddenly another portal opens up, a silhouette runs out of that one and into the portal where Raiden threw the orb. Hmm. And that's it. Um, okay. The funny thing about this, is, I mean, if you're looking at it, the silhouette is clearly the Warrior King if you'd been watching the other episodes. Mm -hmm. But if you hadn't, suddenly this guy shows up, you don't know who he is, right? He's literally just like a black shadow with like a, like a, a light gray outline around him. Like, he walks out of one, like, the orb goes away, portal opens up, this guy shows up, goes into that portal, both portals close, the end. Never explained. Weird. Yeah. Also, you wouldn't know what the orb was. Like, where did this orb come from? It's just this weird MacGuffin that shows up in this, at this episode out of nowhere. Unless you had happened to watch Street Fighter and Savage Dragon as well. Hmm. And then uh, the fourth part, Wing Commander Academy, um, season eight called Recreation. So Wing Commander takes place far in the future and the episode opens um, with the the crew finding the Warrior King in cryogenic freeze, just kind of floating in space, kind of like Captain America, but in space. OK, um, they, they wake him up and he fights everyone um, and beats up all the good guys before realizing, oh, this is not these are the good guys i should okay <laughs> they're the ones that rescued me great but he's stuck in the future doesn't know what anything what anything is yeah. um so they they run into or somehow the kilrathi who are the the cat-like uh evil bad guy race in the wing commander world they find the sphere which is um it turned a desert world into a paradise because you know it, it's a it can control um, nature, mm -hmm. right? And so the Warrior King's whole thing is like, well, I, I have to I have to go get my orb back because it's it's what's going to save my world. Mm -hmm. And they kind of realize like, oh, no, like I have to leave this here because it turned this desert world into a paradise. My world's kind of already trash and I, it's not right for me to do that to another world. So 
they like the episode ends with him just getting into a spaceship and flying away. And hmm. the Wing Commander crew were like, well, okay, bye. We'll always <laughs> remember you. And that was it, right? And like, so that's that's the end. Like, the Warrior King was never seen again, never heard from again after that, unless you happen to catch these episodes in reruns. That's really weird. Yeah. So, like, USA Network didn't, there was no promotion for it. It wasn't like, hey, next week, tune in and find out who the Warrior King is and what he's doing. Uh, there was no bumpers between the shows that were like, hey, stay tuned to find out what happens next to the Warrior King on Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. Yeah. Right? Like, nothing. Nothing. Uh, the other weird thing is the shows were all aired out of order so that they'd be in the correct order for this crossover. But there was no, like, warning that that was going to happen. Oh, that's so confusing. Right. Because normally it was, like, Wing Commander, Savage Dragon, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and this aired... Street Fighter, Savage Dragon, Mortal Kombat, Wing Commander. So Ugh. if you tuned in to watch Wing Commander and you're suddenly watching Street Fighter, you're like, what, what is happening? And if you tuned in at your normal time to watch Street Fighter, like Mortal Kombat's on. And if you tune in to watch Mortal Kombat, Wing Commander's on. You're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> so yeah, it's this weird thing. And there's no, I found like one Wing Commander website years ago, um, and and back then they had downloadable uh, vi like videos of all the episodes. I don't know if it still exists. Um, it was wcnews.com. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're if all their old. Um, I don't think Savage Dragon, the Savage Dragon show, has ever been released on DVD or anything. I know Street Fighter has. I think Mortal Kombat has in not America. But if you get a region-free DVD player, you can get, like, the British or Australian versions. And I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, Wing Commander definitely has been. But, yeah, like, you'd have to go buy at least four DVD sets to watch all these episodes. Unless you can find a way to pirate them. Which, you know, officially we don't condone. But uh, for yeah. shows that, you know, for shows you can't get, like, how else are you going to watch them? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Like, Warrior King shows up, ruins your Saturday morning, goes away. That's it. The end. Bye. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oi. Yeah. Oi, oi, oi. Anyways, yeah, I think that it's super fascinating because it's a thing that shouldn't exist. It's a thing that shouldn't have happened. Yep. And and I, I don't know. I think that's cool. Um, and it's a, it's a different twist on, like, Urkel showing up on Full House or, like, mm -hmm. you know, Disney promoting the, the that's so sweet life of Hannah Montana. Right? Yeah. Like, like, that's a thing that, like, it's a thing. Disney's like, hey, look, our three big shows are crossing over, mm -hmm. right? Nothing. Nothing for Warrior King. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, wow. so what's yours? What's your All last right. one? <laughs> so, my last one... Now that I've eaten um, up half the episode talking about that stupid crossover. No, you're totally good. That's That one needed the explanation, honestly. Um, I'm sitting here going like, holy crap. <laughs> so much. Um, but, yeah. No, so my last one um, is... So, this one, this one comes from the Cartoon Network. So, I have one from Nickelodeon, Disney, and Cartoon Network. Yeah, tells you okay. my childhood. Yeah. Um, this one was kind of a big deal. I was actually really excited about this one. Um, so I think I've mentioned before on Atomic Monsoon that in the early 2010s, Cartoon Network had this thing every Friday night called You Are Here, okay, which showed four action cartoons before Adult Swim, like at the end of the night. Okay. They would show Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, that show's great. And then when that ended, it became Young Justice. Um, that show's also great. Yes. They then showed, following it, Benton Alien Force, and then later Ultimate Alien. Okay. Uh, and then they showed, first they showed Secret Saturdays, and then they showed a show called Generator Rex. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. the one constant was Clone Wars. Uh, <laughs> like That was the right. one constant through all of it. Um, okay, I think I know what this crossover is, because I remember... I remember hearing about this one, but I I've, I didn't watch either show that crossed over, if mm -hmm. it's the one I'm thinking of. So, yeah. yeah. Please go on. The show, so the crossover is called Ben 10 Generator Rex Heroes United. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much what this was, was that they took the two 
man of action shows that were man of action is the creator of both shows yes um but they took two of the two shows that were they were showing at the time and they're like you know what would happen if we threw these together um because you know ben 10 deals with aliens and a lot of weird you know paradox type stuff and generator rex deals with these nanites that have infected everybody's bloodstream and will either give them really cool superpowers or turn them into big hideous monsters yeah, so the two sci-fi hero shows. Exactly. Yeah, with teen heroes. With teen heroes, yeah. yeah. So this crossover was kind of like, they, they announced it, and there was ads everywhere for it, and I remember going like, I gotta watch this, this is gonna be so good. <laughs> and they, they played it in that hour block yeah. um, between whatever DC show was and Clone Wars. <laughs> they played it right there. Nice. Um, and it was, it was a really, it was a really good episode. Pretty much how it goes is that Generator Rex, it primarily takes place in Rex's universe, um, is doing his thing, you know, training, preparing to save the world, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And suddenly this strange rift opens in both Rex's world and in Ben 10's world. And Ben gets sucked into Rex's world. And when he shows up, he shows up in the form that he was back in his world, which he, I think he was fighting. He was fighting someone. And he was doing it as one of his monsters. Now, Ben has this like this wristwatch called the Omnitrix that allows him to turn into different aliens. Right. And he was in this one called Humongosaur, which is like this like 12, 15 foot tall, maybe even taller beast mm-hmm. that looks like it's part dinosaur, part... Humongous. Some, humongous, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the beast that gets sucked through to the other side. And Rex and his crew think, oh, that's very obviously... Uh, an Evo or someone who had a mutant uh, whose nanites went out of control and turned them into this big monster. Mm-hmm. It was so not. <laughs> it was Ben. And so Ben and Rex are pretty much fighting each other in this first part of the episode. Um, and as soon as they realize, okay, hold on, Ben is not an Evo. He's actually s- someone completely different with different powers. He doesn't have any nanites in him they make the realization that he's kind of from a different universe. Mm -hmm. And so they come together to try to get him back to his universe. But while in doing so, they face off against what is known as the Alpha, um, the Alpha Evo. And it's like this huge Evo that is just like running through uh, down the down, I think it's Manhattan, but downtown. Mm -hmm. um, And Ben and Rex team up together to take it down. And it's just kind of like this really epic superhero crossover with superhero teens on two of, I think, some of the most underrated shows that Cartoon Network had at the time. Yeah. Um, And it was just so impactful. It was so awesome. They somehow kind of blended, like, the way they animate Ben 10 and the way they animate Generator X, there is an obvious difference. Okay. But But when Ben came into Rex's world, they definitely animated him and sculpted him to be a little more like how he would look like in Generator Rex. Yeah, yeah. And it's because most of the story takes place there, so it was just easier to mold him to look like that. Sure. Same with all the other characters that I think you briefly see in Ben's world at the very, very beginning. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's very action-packed. It's very... um, It's very funny because the characters are very similar in mm-hmm. their personalities and styles right, and that yeah. they would mistaken each other for each other's like type for the of, mo- yeah. For the monster type... that they would fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's really kind of interesting and it's really kind of awesome, but it's so, it, it's sadly one of those crossovers. And like, again, one of those series that just people forget that it existed or didn't even know it existed. Same with like generator X. People have no idea what that show is. Um, they know Ben 10, but they don't really, they forget that there was like a sequel series where he was older so it's just it's one of those things where you you can actually go and watch all of Ben 10, like Alien Force and Ultimate Alien, and mm-hmm. then go and watch Generator Rex and you will come across this episode um, at some point, I think, during watching Rex, not when watching Ben. So, OK, OK. But yeah, uh, that's that's my last crossover. Uh, and I 
I low key, tr- I try to find it so hard to rewatch it before all this, and it just came down to me reading the Wikipedia page like 15 times <laughs> and watching clips and snippets on YouTube because I could not find it anywhere, and I was so sad. Yeah, yeah, so. it's it's really unfortunate that both Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon are just not very good about uh, keeping their stuff readily available for fans to to relive. Yeah. Um, and listen, I, that's not, I'm not like, I like content from both series, both, both channels. Like I, mm-hmm. I think that both make great stuff. You know, this isn't like, Oh, you know, screw these channels. Like I, I would love to support and own more of their stuff. You know, I'd like mm-hmm. to go out and buy more DVD and Blu-ray sets of their shows, but I literally can't. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's unfortunate that we're as fans, we're like, here, take our money. And they're like, nah, that's good. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Yeah, if I if I could get my there, there's a reason why like a lot of people are like streaming is the way to go, streaming is the way to watch everything. And honestly, there, I I totally agree majority of the time. Mm-hmm. But some things like Netflix and Hulu, like they don't always keep everything on there. Right, right. Or and it's that's like a whole discussion for another another day. day. Yeah. But yeah, but, there, but, but there's things like that. But yeah, I, sometimes there's just a nice thing about owning a physical, you can hold it in your hands, copy of yep. something like this. Yep. That just allows you when those moments are like, you know, I want to watch that crossover again. You can just throw it right in and watch it. Yeah. And there's always the, those weird times where like, you know, the Internet goes down mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I, I can't I can't watch Netflix. And so mm-hmm. it's nice to have, you know, like your your absolute favorite things, you know, have physical backup copies of those. Yep. So, yeah. Anyways, that, that helped us during a blackout we had a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's how we watched Firefly. Perfect. (laughs) I gave Connor a physical copy of Firefly, so. (laughs) Perfect. So. Uh, Okay, well, hey, so there's a bunch of our favorite crossovers and a little bit of ranting about uh, availability of these things afterwards. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, (laughs) No, no, it's okay. I, you know, it's, it's, uh, it would be nice. It would be nice if, if we could obtain all of these crossovers so rather than just us talking about it our, our listeners could go track them down and watch them but unfortunately sure. that's gonna be kind of hard in some cases so mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's too bad anyways guys uh what are your favorite cartoon crossovers or live action crossovers you know did you did you love the episode where john stamus showed up on step by step did you love the episode where urkel showed up on uh full house did you like um I don't know, other shows that crossed over that I can't think of right now, because there were plenty of them. Yeah. Uh, let it let us know. Hit us up on our social media, Atomic Monsoon on Twitter and Facebook, Atomic Monsoon with the underscore on Instagram, uh, and send us an email at atomicmonsoon at gmail.com and tell me how wrong I was about my Scooby-Doo memories. <laughs> so, yeah, no, th- this was fun. This was fun. All right, guys, uh, be safe out there. Um, and uh, watch an episode of Power Rangers today, because the day we're recording this, it's it's that anniversary. So it's a good day. <laughs> Tomorrow's gonna be a good day. <laughs> <laughs>